This episode is brought to you by Jinx, the superfood-powered dog kibble everyone's been talking about. See the results for yourself and try their one-month transformation. Within the first few weeks, you'll see how Jinx can help with your dog's energy, mood, and even digestion. And it's all thanks to the high-quality ingredients they use, like organic chicken, Atlantic salmon, and grass-fed beef. Try the one-month transformation today. Find Jinx in your local Walmart. Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Turning to entertainment news. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Everything you need to know from the world of entertainment and pop culture. Heard at the top of every hour on My Talk 1071. And, and what have you learned, 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 learned? All right, Star Wars fans, you'll be happy to know that Kenobi is indeed happening and filming is kicking off next month. Yes! Right? Yes! I'm excited for that. This series is set to air on Disney Plus and will begin filming in Boston. And Ewan McGregor is will return as the Jedi Master for the series. Who's Kenobi? Who's Kenobi? Ben? I really don't know. I, I don't have no either. idea. I don't. I wish I knew. <laughs> I should have looked that up. Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, Obi Wan. Obi Wan. This oh, is Obi Wan Kenobi. Going by last name now, huh? It sounds like it. Yeah, but but uh, Ewan McGregor he played it in the three crappy Star Wars movies. <laughs> Very true. The Jar Jar Binks ones. Yes. So he's come. I think he'll do great though. But man, they know how to do it now. They figured it out. Who was his? Uh, who was the? Um, who played the the character that was his leader? His Obi Wan in the in the old the old three ones, the bad ones. Oh, he was from Taken. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Do you think he'll kind of maybe maybe make an appearance somehow? That would be interesting. They could sneak him in there. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Well, ever since Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani announced their engagement, everyone wants to know where they when excuse me when they will have their ceremony and according to sources blake has built a chapel on his oklahoma farm of course he did right like going all out and that's where they plan to get married sources add that gwen has put uh input into building the chapel and they will most likely get married sometime early next year he he posted something on instagram over thanksgiving did anybody see it no it was just this cute little thing he was he was in his kitchen which is like the size of my entire house and in the kitchen there's got to be at least seven dead animals on his walls in the kitchen. Oh, really? Isn't that weird? In the kitchen. Where? What room of the house? Um, I believe it was the kitchen. Oh, that's fun. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. So Elliot Page will continue to star in the Netflix series, The Umbrella Academy. And Elliot, who recently came out as transgender, will continue to star in her role as a female. Oh, so, interesting. Yes. Okay. So there's no plan to change the character's gender. Uh, Vanya is the character's name. I don't know if gotcha. you guys watch the show, but yeah. So no, she I've planned, never seen the show. She still plans to play that character as a female. Okay. Yeah. Okay. For more entertainment news, download the MyTalk app or go to MyTalk1071.com. That is brand new information. MyTalk Dirt Alerts at the top of every hour. And at 820, 1220, and 520 on MyTalk1071. Ding, ding, diggly-doo.
Welcome back. Thank you for listening to the Friday edition of the Donna and Steve show right here on my talk. One Oh seven one everything entertainment. Okay. Steve, I think you and I may have dabbled a little bit in the same, same movie. Yesterday. Did you watch it last night? I, I watched a little bit of it and then I shut it off. Cause I, but that means that our cycles are the same. Oh we finally God. synced up three years in. That's crazy. I watched, uh, per the recommendation of someone from Instagram, the movies that made us, but this is the holiday movies that made us. So the movies that made us is a uh, short little series that Netflix put out, I don't know, maybe I think in 2019. And it was just a various movies. Think early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. Some of those quintessential movies that just, just about anybody who was sort of a kid, teen in those times relates to. It's like, oh yeah, of course I saw that movie when I was a kid. Of course I saw that movie. So... Um, like Home Alone was a part of that original one. I think Die Hard may have been a part of their original series as well. But now they have, I think it's only three episodes, the holiday movies that made us. And one of the episodes, the first one, is all about the movie Elf. Okay. Starring Will Ferrell. Yeah, I did see a little bit of that. Yeah. And it's really cool. If you're a big fan of that movie, um, it, this is a, a very easy watch. And by the way, the whole fam will enjoy this. It's about 40 minutes or so. And they just do kind of a deep dive into how the movie came to be. And the great part about it is they sometimes they don't go as deep as they could, but that makes it move really quick. There's a ton of uh, video and sounds that you see from the movie. So, for instance, when they say, oh, but then the studio said, and then it cuts to Will Ferrell's character and Elf saying, no. And it's, so they just make it very poppy, kind of VH1-ish in that way. It feels like a VH1 show where it's almost overproduced and pumped in with all of these sights and sounds from the movie that they're talking about, but in a way that makes the pace of it move really, really quick. So they talk about how Will Ferrell got attached to the movie and studios that they were shopping the script to were like, uh, yeah, no, he is not going to, he's not a leading man in a movie. He is just not a leading man in a movie. And uh, and then when they find they finally get him on, they they convince some studio folks to do it, and then they go about getting the rest of uh, the cast. They find a really a first time director, actually it was a second time director in John Favreau, who now oh, directs wow. The Mandalorian. Right. And uh, he took a shot, and John Favreau came in, and he had three stipulations. He wanted it to look like the original Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, the old timey one, mm-hmm. um, the stop motion. And he was really um, hell-bent on making sure that it lived on as a holiday classic. He wanted it to be a family film for everybody to be able to watch with no uncomfortable scenes, just like the pure innocence of Christmas. And it's kind of funny that in making the movie, Jon Favreau, they would usually tell you this is not the way to do it. Like, don't make a movie in hopes of getting an Academy Award. But he made the movie intending on it to become a Christmas classic. Oh, wow. And it did pay off. Some of the fun little factoids that you enjoy, just that I really like about behind-the-scenes stuff of how it came together, they did 12 days of shooting in New York City for Elf, and they only had 12 days. And they would do... um, So, like, the shots of Will Ferrell walking on the street in New York, they realized our best way to do this is with, let's get a permit, let's get a small little camera so we don't require a lot, and we'll just shoot out on the street. So I've heard this rumor before, but they confirmed it last night. There's a scene in Elf, Don, I wonder if you remember it. I am Grant, you might remember this too, where Will Ferrell's crossing the street, 
and he comes up upon a man who's dressed in an all red yes. jogging suit. <laughs> yes. And he's like, Santa! And the guy's just like, okay, buddy. That guy was not an actor. He was just walking the street in New York City that day. And it was just a little bit of the footage that they got. So they did all of that. And then after 12 days, they didn't have any more money to shoot there. So they had to move to um, Vancouver, where, where a lot of movies will go. But um, I believe it was in Vancouver that they ended up doing uh, like all sorts of uh, scenes all in one building. So they shot all of these scenes in, uh, was it a gymnasium or a mental institution? Well, there's a, it was, quite the difference between I know, two. you know, I, here's why I say that. I started watching the Home Alone one, but then I fell asleep during it. Um, I believe that it was... A mental institution where, yes, where they just open up this building and then because a lot of uh, Home Alone was shot in a gymnasium, a lot of the interior shots and the shots that you think they're walking outside of the house in that famous Home Alone house in Chicago, they're actually on a set in a gymnasium at a high school, which is crazy. I love the movie magic of it. But no, they had this abandoned mental institution where they could do, they had the office uh, for the printing company, the, the, the book company that Buddy the Elf's dad, played by James Caan, worked for. That was in the mental institution. The prison was set up in the mental institution where uh, Will Ferrell gets to um, spend a little time. The, um, the their, their beautiful New York City apartment, their, their beautiful apartment there in the mental institution. I love movie magic. I just don't know how they pull these kind of things off, but they did. And like Home Alone, how are these scenes happening in a gymnasium? I don't know. It was a fun watch. It's 40 minutes. It's It moves really quick, and they've got a couple others. I think The Nightmare Before Christmas is uh, is one of the other episodes. Oh, I would watch that. that. That sounds really good. Yeah. I watched a movie, too. I watched yeah. on Hulu um, Happiest Season with Kristen Stewart, Dan Levy. Um, oh, gosh. It's a good cast. A lot of people are in it. Of course, I'm blanking out now. Um, oh, yeah. It? I, well, I, those are the two names that I had heard that I was interested by, which was Dan Levy and uh, Kristen Stewart. I think Allison Brie is in it. I didn't realize it was her the whole time. Um, who else is in this? Like a, a Saturday Night Live. Is it Anna Gasteyer? Is that her, is that how you say her name? Yes. Mary Steenburgen is in this. Also it's, an elf. Oh, yeah, she is. She's the wife of James Caan. You're right. Uh, Aubrey Plaza is in this. Uh, who else am I missing? You get the gist. It's a, it's a decent cast. It's a really good cast. And um, it's cute. It's a very light, sweet movie. And um, it's about, the long and short of it is about coming out. It's about these two women who are dating. One of them ends up going home with the other for Christmas. The one who invites her hasn't come out to her family. Her father's a politician, you know, so they have the perfect family. It's 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 sweet. It's light. It has a happy ending. Or does Say the name it? of it again? Or oh. does it? Oh. It's called Happiest Season. It's the happiest it's, it's sweet. season of all. I want to know, though. I don't remember. Okay. I want to know what's going on with Kristen Stewart's hair. Why is that acceptable in all these movies she's been in? Have you seen her? No, what's going on with her hair? Well, she's got that black and white thing going on. 
like the roots are all black on top, underneath, and then it's platinum blonde. Oh. And it just looks a little, dare I say, unprofessional. Oh, my gosh. It's artistic. It's expression, Donna. Yeah, I guess. But, like, how are you, how is every movie role that you're taking right now allowing for that same look? It's not a normal look. You know what I mean? It's an artsy look. Yeah. So if you're going to play, I don't know. It just seems odd to me. I'm sorry oh. I blew up. I Church like it. Lady I mean, I think she, in here. No, it's just as a matter of uh, working. They're not working. It's not like she's an accountant. She's a movie star. They get to do whatever they de well please. You're right. Sorry I blew up, guys. It's I'm, okay, Donna. All right. You want to come back with a study? I like that. I have a study on the top five gifts that people do not want and then the gifts that people do want. You might be surprised by some of it. We'll discuss according to a new study coming up next on My Talk. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment and studies. Studies have shown that med- studies have shown that the microbial Several long-term studies have shown they've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown. And here with their findings are study buddies. The perfect nerd couple. Donna and Steve. I'm probably not really the person to be doing this study, but I'm going to do it anyway. I believe in you. Thank you. I'm a very practical person when it comes to gifts. I like to give practical gifts because I like to receive practical gifts. What do you mean? Like an ice scraper? Yeah. I like an ice scraper. I like something that I can use that I really don't want to buy for myself. I like um, stocking stuffers like um, purse-sized hairspray. Uh, bed sheets, pillowcases, things like that. Okay. Mm, but apparently that's not the case for a lot of people. Okay. What do people, how are they feeling? Okay, so here are the gifts that no one wants, according to a new survey by Vistaprint. These are the five most hated Christmas gifts based on the items people say they're most likely to re-gift, okay? Okay. Number one on the list is picture frames. Yeah, that's a pretty not great gift. Well, is it because of technology today? Because I love a picture frame. I want to decide what my picture frame should be. Oh, I see. That's a very personal to your style sort of a thing. Sure. It's like buying accessories for someone's home. Yeah. Or clothes. Like, I don't want anyone picking out my clothes for me. Yeah. I don't need you to get me a throw pillow. I'm sort of going to figure out that palette on my own. Okay. Sorry that sounded mean. That's okay. Number two is body care products. Like, Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. You know I love good food, and that is what I love about Factor. It's fresh, never-frozen meals that are chef-crafted, dietitian approved and get this – all ready to go in just two minutes. Never get sick of the same thing with Factor as you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week. That includes Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and if you're watching the carbs like me, a great keto option as well. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. 
Head to factormeals.com slash DS50 and use code DS50 to get 50% off. That's code DS50 at factormeals.com slash DS50 to get 50% off. This episode is brought to you by Jinx, the superfood-powered dog kibble everyone's been talking about. See the results for yourself and try their one-month transformation. Within the first few weeks, you'll see how Jinx can help with your dog's energy, mood, and even digestion. And it's all thanks to the high-quality ingredients they use, like organic chicken, Atlantic salmon, and grass-fed beef. Try the one-month transformation today. Find Jinx in your local Walmart. Bath bombs and things like that. Come on, that's a fun gift. People don't want that. That means like spa treatment. Take care of yourself. What? Then give me a gift certificate for a massage at the tickle bar. Okay. <laughs> now listen, bath bombs, great. The the heel egg thing, like that. I, there's a line. I get it. What's a heel egg thing? <laughs> Isn't that what it is? What's the thing that you that you ladies? Oh, for our uh, foot, for our yeah, feet. Yeah, the the cheese. Graders, but for oh, your heels. See, I'd rather have that than the bomb. <laughs> yeah, because that's not something I would buy for myself. Scented what? candles, Steve. I love scented candles. Here's the problem. What? If you give me a scent I don't like, I'm re-gifting it. Okay, that's fair. I don't want any vanilla. I don't want any cookies or apple or apple pie. Or... No, you're patchouli night and day. No. You are incense lady. I can smell you nope. from here. I am absolutely eucalyptus spearmint is my scent. That's it? That's right. Don't you want to live a little? Uh, okay, I like pine. I like how, fur, F-I-R, white fur. How about sandalwood? I could get down with that. That's a little manly for me. Sure. But, but I don't then, want anything that smells like food. Keep it. Sorry, I blew up, guys. What if you got sandalwood and then had that pillow with the hand on it? <laughs> You're halfway home, sister. <laughs> That's funny and insulting. Um, <laughs> completely offensive, but oh, I'll Lord. let it slide just for the uh, in the interest of time. Number four in the list of gifts that people hate are beauty gift sets. That is not true. Is it? Repeat that again. Beauty gift sets. If you gave me something so, from Ulta or Sephora, I would love that. But I don't know. Then you don't know someone's lip color. You don't know. What if it was just um, um, like a toner and a face wash and a moisturizer? I like it. I love it. You wrap up that passive aggressive gift and you give it to them. <laughs> And number five on the list, I disagree with this too. A box of chocolates is on the list of most hated gifts. Well, you know the bummer about that gift is I it's love n- it. It's not for you. It's for the room. You know, at least Says if you get you. a ped egg, that's what they're called. Ped eggs. Oh, a petty egg or a ped egg? Yeah. The cheese grater for your heel. Yes. That's yours. Like Mary's not gonna say right after, you mind if I get a couple shaves in before you leave? That's your gift, and no one's going to touch it. A box of chocolates, though. Oh, do you mind? Is that okay? Yeah. Do you know which ones are caramel? I, you know, we get that every year from our boss, and I love it. I look forward to it. I want to steal other people's. That's the problem. <laughs> you are the problem. We just identified. 
Of course, this is why you like them. I love it when other people get them. Then... <laughs> Do you have any turtles? Do you have any turtles in there? All right. Here are the gifts that people will buy this year, according to this survey. The 10 top gifts that people will buy. Gift card, clothing, mm-hmm. fashion accessories, okay. household like items, yeah. food and drink, smartphone accessories, computer you... <laughs> accessories, shut up, books, other, and exercise equipment. Now, Could we be any broader? That's just all the categories of gifts that can be purchased. That's a stupid <laughs> survey. And we have to be able to call those out whenever they suck. You're right. Electronics, household goods, fashion things. Okay, that's like three of the five available categories of shopping. Right. I don't know why am I so upset. I don't know. But again, to recap, these are the gifts people do not want because they're just going to re-gift them. Picture frames, body care products, scented candles, beauty gift sets, and box of chocolates. Okay. Woo! Now, Grant, have you ever stuck your finger into your dog's butt for medical purposes? Yes or no? My girlfriend does it usually because she handles all the. Uh, yes, <laughs> she's I did. She's a vet tech, no, so she has about the dog. Yeah, friends. no, oh, the hey, hey, no, Donna. she's a vet tech, you guys, <laughs> and we do that ourselves at our home. We don't take our dog to go get that taken care of, so she does that regularly. That is not my uh, list of chores. No, <laughs> let's be let's be appropriate, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Once a show, we just gotta do it. All right, I have a I have a good list. It's a really good list for any pet owners out there. Dogs, cats, great gifts that you can get for your furry little friends. BuzzFeed put a really cool list together. We'll see how many we can get through. Next on Donna and Steve on my talk. Oh, Donna, you really messed me up before that Sorry. commercial break. You really got me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's what we're gonna talk about. Okay. By the way, Grant, just for context, I have stuck my finger in my former pug's butt before, and it was for a medical purpose. I that hope was wa- so. Let's clarify. Let's clarify. All right. That's fair. But uh, to check for a compacted stool. And I know mm-hmm. a lot of dog owners, uncomfortable as it may be, have to do things with suppression of anal glands for their dogs. That's it. Yep. Is that what your girlfriend does? No, is this for your dog or because she's a vet tech, she's doing it all the time? She's a vet. Well, she's uh, actually currently in nursing school, but she's a former vet tech. And we have three dogs and they're our babies. And she handles all the primary stuff. I take care of everything she tells me to take care of. So, Okay. Yes. She does that for all three of them, our two wolfhounds and our little guy. So... Yeah. You have wolfhounds. I have two Irish wolfhounds. We've talked about this yeah. before. Are these massive? Massive. One's 150 pounds. He's seven years old. And my one-year-old is almost 162. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow, giving Buddy a run for his money. Yeah. Steve, sure. you wouldn't like them. They're wiry. Steve doesn't well, like wiry hair oh, dogs. Okay. I, well, listen, no. So, okay. mm-hmm. It's true. Any chance <laughs> he has to make fun of them, he will. I'm just So there was a dog that won the dog show the other day. Yes. And it looked like... They strike me more as a dog who had been missing, who was just found. And you're like... Like in a dumpster. Boy, wh- what happened? Yeah, like like he had like a month's worth of stories to tell. That was actually a very similar breed to what my wolfhounds are. Very similar. It's not the mm. same, but they look pretty much... The, the one that won that has a little skinnier face, but mine have a little bit bigger face. What kind of dog Are these won? bigger than a bull mastiff? Uh, About the same height, right? They're yeah. very tall. They're very tall. They're not as beefy. 
They're, well, mine yeah. are beefy. The wolfhounds oh, really? are thicker. So, like, they're not like a Russian wolfhound. Those are a little bit skinnier. They're taller. Irish wolfhounds can, they, some of them have the narrower face, but they tend to be a little beefier, thicker. So, when they're right. on their hind legs, they're like six, seven if they're standing <laughs> up like a bear. Yeah. But if wow. they're, they're probably come up to your hip if they're just standing on their four legs. What's so. the third dog you have? I have a King Charles Cavalier. So, I've got the soft one oh like gosh. you like. I've got the little lap dog that can cuddle. That's a tiny little dog, isn't it? Yeah. He's about 18 pounds. Yeah. Oh my gosh! How does he get along with these two horses? Oh, they're they're all best friends. They're and also that's credit to Lily because she, you know, has gotten them to become real close to each other. But you can literally come into my house from work, and they'll all three be in a ball, all intertwined, and then Junior will be on top of the two big ones, cuddled in between them. Oh my god! It's like you just want to dive in there. It's amazing. We oh, might have to put some really of your dog. Weird. We might have to put some pictures up on our. Website. Yeah, we need to see. Yeah, we need to see the Irish Wolfhounds. Um, okay, so BuzzFeed put together this list for anybody who has furry friends, cats, dogs, whatever. We'll see how many we can get through. Uh, they have 29 in total, by the way. Maybe we could link this up, Donna. I already oh, did, Steve. Oh, I love it. I love it. You're such a pro. Um, an interactive cat toy to quickly replace you know, whatever bin you have of other stocking stuffers. You've bought your kitty over the years. Um, they have this one. It's by Quoo, K-W-O-O. And it's on Amazon. Somebody says, I have a whole room filled with cat toys that my cat is not interested in. It's funny how the least expensive cat toy I have makes him go crazy. He plays with it until he's panting like a dog, and I have never seen him jump so high. I'm certain this toy will keep him uh, entertained. He loves it. Highly recommend it. It kind of reminds me a little bit about how your um, your baby will, you know, you give them a present, and all they do is play with the box yes. that it came in, you know. You can get this uh, for just $2.49 on Amazon. Another thing, they have this cute little purring cat toy. So if your kitty is maybe suffering from some anxiety, they say that this purple guy has built-in purring mechanisms so that your feline can enjoy the sensation of curling up to another purring cat. It also plays comforting sounds. And uh, it's kind of cool on this BuzzFeed list that, again, you can find on the Don and Steve show links page. It's got a promising review connected to each one, so you don't have to sift through all the Amazon crap. They're like, here's what you need to focus on, to which know? the person says it works like a charm. Okay. Do you know how much this one is? Fourteen ninety nine. Too much. Fourteen? No, come on. I'm just kidding. Um, my niece just got a dog, but she has a cat named Lily, interestingly enough, and hmm. the cat is stressed out by the dog, so that might make a great gift. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Uh, another one for the cat owners out there, a mounted brush that will satisfy your cat's ceaseless demands for scratches. All you need to do is mount it to a corner with the included adhesive strips and then watch as your beloved little fur babies just walk right over to it and rub their whole body right up against it. Imagine oh. it wrapping around the corner. I is that a thing, mounted brushes? It looks genius. And then I'm like, oh, maybe this has been around forever. So mounted brushes. So it's you. It's it's. It's a brush. Stabilized. Imagine a brush without a handle, but it it is uh, adhesed to your wall, a corner from oh, the so kitchen can... to the dining room, and they can rub against it. Oh my God, what a great idea! It's a great idea, and it shows somebody has a picture too of a lot of the Hair. fur that it catches as well. Oh my God, I and then love a promising it. review. Yo, my cat Gambino Bambino would let you brush him bald. He loves to be groomed. So this is what they got for the cat, and the cat loves it. Easy to put together and place on the wall, $3.99. I love that. Oh, my God. I'm going to get that. Okay. 
There's also a mystery box of cat hats. I don't have a cat. I don't know why I'm writing this like down. Cats. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go to the doggies. How about a pack of white paw dog toys? So you can crack open your white claw while you give them a white paw dog toy. It looks like one of those tall white claw cans. Oh, that's cute. I have a vodka and, uh, one like that. And it's called Spiked Barkling Water. Cute. Get it from Amazon for... Twenty two ninety five. I say look for it when they're doing some kind of promotional promotional thing at your local liquor store because oftentimes they give those things away. It's true. That's how I got my vodka bottle. Oh, it was a Smirnoff. They were doing a promotion, and they were like, "Please take one," and I did. And it's a Smirnoff chew toy. Yeah, it's just a it's just a dog toy in the shape of a vodka bottle. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You can get an adorable. By the way, she got that in between dogs too. <laughs> it's just hers. <laughs> Rumi comes in. An adorable and basically t- tear resistant stuffed duck. If you have a puppy or a dog that just tears stuffed squeaky toys to shreds, they say, uh, I bought this for our two collies and as gifts for our grandpups who are Aussies. I thought they'd be trashed within a week. They're still intact, doing great. The dogs love these little ducks. They can be washed in the washing machine. They come out looking great. And our dogs are heavy toy chewers. These are sturdy. $7.90 for the stuffed duck. Follow-up question. Surely. Okay, my question is, um, has your dog Rex started de-squeaking toys yet? I don't think we've had a de-squeak yet. Is that where you puncture the squeak? No, that's where you pull, you dissect the toy and you pull oh. the squeaker out. It's like their mission to get oh. that squeaker out of there. No, no de-squeaking yet. Well, you'll notice it pretty soon. Although mm-hmm. we did feel last night his puppy teeth are falling out. And sure enough, he's like mouthing on Lou's hand, which, by the way, the mouthing has gotten a lot softer, which is great. They're learning bite inhibition is oh, what it's called nice. when they learn the amount of pressure that they should put down. And some people say it's good to have them practice mouthing on your skin, on your hand, so that if they ever get scared, they won't naturally just go into full bite mode, but they know that there are different levels and only a certain level would ever be acceptable on a hand. Other people say never let them put their teeth on your skin. It is interesting that you bring this up because obviously I didn't raise my dog. I just, Mm -hmm. I got him as an eight-year-old. And I was giving him a little massage the other day on the couch. Like, you know, you could tell where their problem spots are because they go you could feel it in your hand so i was just going down his spine and it just kept going and i'm like oh i'm gonna try to work that out for him and he kept turning around and looking at me and i'm like oh god i hope he doesn't bite me i kid you not in slow motion the next time i did it slow motion he just Mm. gently put his teeth on my hand like (sighs) stop but he didn't, you know, go to nip at me or anything. He was just yeah. trying to tell me, like, hey, hey man, lady, back off. Yeah. I'm not going to hurt you, but. Like all the other guys you've tried massaging one, not ask. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> did the guy's mouth at you? Too? Oh, man. Oh, we're having a good time. Why did I bring that up? Oh. It's fine. So he's mouthing on Lou's hand. And she said, oh, do I feel a loose tooth? No kidding. We felt a loose tooth. What an interesting thing to feel and wiggle a loose tooth inside of your dog's head. Aww. You'll start finding them throughout your house, too. Yeah. Well, he's eaten most of them, I think. Yeah. 
Okay. We haven't found one yet. He, and he's he's lost a fair amount of teeth. He's he's like a he's supposed to, like a soft coated Wheaton Terrier, but he's got a real oh, West Virginia kind of a vibe right now. <laughs> Dad, is that you? Are you home now? <laughs> Donna, you might recognize him. You're hilarious, Steve. Stop with the joke. <laughs> oh, how about inactivity mat? You can roll it up and stuff it in uh, a little puppy stocking. And it's cool. It's got just like different things of fabric that are that your dog can flip through. Imagine like pages of fabric that it could go through, little ribbons, just for them to kind of play with. They have some of these activity mats where you can hide treats in there, too. And then it's a sniffing game and a finding game, which is good for mental exertion, which they say mm-hmm. the mental activity is what can uh, tire your dog out more effectively than the physical activity. Have you so, ever tried hiding like little treats around the house and get them to fetch it up? No. That, that, it like up. if it's raining out or sn- there's a snowstorm and you're like, oh, man, I'm not going to be able to take him out for a long walk. That's a good way to keep them occupied. Oh, that's smart. Because then they're just focused on, like, I don't care about you. I'm just on a mission to find all these treats. I, I put them, like, on windowsills, on, um, like, the part of the chair that connects the legs, you know, just yeah. all over the place. Little ledges. Huh. Staircase. It's a fun huh. trick. Stick them up. I also see this here. You've heard of this or, or last one here. Um, but again, the full list, 29 options, will be up on the show links page. Um, a water-resistant doggy doorbell. But not like the, the hanging bells, the jingle bells, which is usually how they'll have you try to do bell training if you want to bell train your dog so that they go to the door and paw at the bell. The oh, bells ring and you sure. know that they need to go out to go potty. Um, this one is, imagine... Uh, an a self-sticking doorbell that you put on. It only requires 0.75 pounds of pressure, and then they just go in nose against it, and then the doorbell sounds, and you know it's time for them to go potty. Why I think this could be good is if you have kids in your house or if you often have grandkids coming over, they want to play with the bells. This looks discreet. It blends in with the door, and then that way the kids aren't tempted to play with it, but the dog knows we do this. And how you train them is every time that you go to go potty, you have them go and stick their nose on it, and then they hear the sound, and then you take them out to go potty. And after you know a couple weeks of doing that, then they start to realize when I push this, right. then we that means we get to go potty. I love it. Thank you, Steve. Okay, I'm going to go start the bath water. Okay, could you hold off on that <laughs> right, for a minute? Uh, by the sure. way, Jenny, thank you so much for your donation. Uh, we are taking your donations for the next couple of days, uh, raising money for the Ronald McDonald House. Did I say the next couple of days? It's more than a couple of days, isn't it, Steve? Don't you dare <laughs> say that. To we'll me. give you all the details when we come right back on My Talk 1071. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. And thank you for listening to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Final stretch of the show. How's everybody good? Good. How's everybody good? Is that your doing? How's everybody, <laughs> comma, good? Question mark. I'm it, good. It's Christmas, comma, Carol. Speaking of Maddie Poppy. Okay, before you get to Maddie Poppy, who we were not speaking of, can okay. I just say, um, okay, I was just... Oh, the date? Want to clarify the date yeah, that's of the Santa right. Project? It goes until December the 12th. The 12th. I know it's, it's a little confusing because our online store, our holiday pop-up shop, uh, goes until this Sunday, December right. 6th. The Santa Project, copious opportunities for you to donate uh, goes until December the 12th. You got it. Thank you for clarifying. 
Okay. Yesterday, mm-hmm. we were talking about Maddie Poppy. We played some of her song, I'll Be Home for Christmas, and Jingle Bell Rock yesterday on the show. Just got a message from Madeline. Okay. Hi, Maddie. Holy crap, Steve. I sent her the podcast. I said, hey, Maddie, thanks for the CD. Uh, it's great. It's really great. Hey, if you're bored, you can uh, listen to us on the radio show talking about you and playing your song yesterday. Holy crap, Steve, writes Madeline Poppy. <laughs> that was an incredibly long segment and some of the nicest compliments I've received. Aww. Wow. So, so nice She's, of you. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. And also, yes, ellipses, we are best friends. <laughs> Thanks again so much. Very happy to know you. Um, so, And then Maddie Poppy just linked up to our podcast on her Instagram. On oh, her story. That's great. Yeah. So anyway, uh, she's great. appreciative of that. She's very talented. She really is. And I hope for good things. Yeah, I hope so, her. too. Yeah. I want one of her songs to get worked into the rotation. You know what I mean? Yeah, for the, sure. the rotation. I agree. I think you should talk to B. Arthur about that. Oh, yeah. We could get it into some bumper music here. Right. Yes, mm-hmm. Queen. Put me down for yes, Queen. <laughs> Oh, hey, hey, uh, hey, 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 I am Grant. Yes, sir. Have you seen that little linky winky that I put? I've got the... it ready for you. Yeah. All right. So this is great. This morning, just doing a little research for the show. Sue me, Susie. Mm-hmm. And I come across this very. Sometimes uh, I go to this website, fark.com. You've been to fark, Donna. Mm-hmm. I have. Um, ding, dang, diggly do. Fark. Fark.com. <laughs> That's what we used to do. Uh, uh, Fark.com. Right. They have this entertainment uh, thing, so I go to check out their entertainment stories. Usually it links you to something on The Hollywood Reporter or, uh, you know, IndieWire, whatever. Sometimes, though, it's just someone at Fark who has just put up a one-line description and then a YouTube link. Hence me saying I came across a very short story about Donna's favorite Christmas song of all time, but it will give us an opportunity to play it here in a second. And the story reads, when I was in college, this Christmas quote-unquote classic was in constant rotation in the dining hall through December. I suffered, they wrote, and now it's your turn. Hee-haw, hee-haw. With that, we now play <laughs> Lou Monty's Dominic the Donkey. <laughs> Don't you want to just bounce and go down and squat hey, and back up? It's Dominic the Donkey. Jingle ding jing. What if we should have started every show with this song? <laughs> yes, please. Instead of Save a Horse, we will switch out to the donkey. Light <laughs> a Christmas donkey. Oh god. Dominic. <laughs> it's uh, it's actually on the 100 greatest Christmas songs list. Oh my God, it is not. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I wonder if part of why you like it is, uh, you know, he says, "Hey, jinga da jing, hee ha, hee ha," but there's a little bit of a ding, ding dang diggly, yeah, <laughs> right there, <laughs> which I think makes it feel comfortable. Oh, I love it. It's it so is a fun dumb. song, very fun song. Hey, Play it for your kids, by the way. I will. I will. It's a new episode of The Mandalorian. It's on tonight. It's a Mando Friday. Yeah, I'll be watching. It's a Mando Friday. Last week, uh, I am Grant. Do you watch the show? I do, but I haven't. I'm waiting until all of a sec. I like to binge it. So if you're going to talk, I'm going to take my headphones off about it. No, don't worry. We're not going to give anything up. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Oh, you get to take your ball and go home. Hey, no, Donna, don't worry. No, Donna, don't go. Okay, sorry. Sound like you were going pat there. (laughs) 
Oh, what? so you did uh, full circle with Pat again. Uh, <laughs> Um, but anyway, there was there was an uh, an interesting reveal last week, and I'm just excited to see how they build on that. I am growing. Can I make a suggestion? Yes, a, yes. A, my a, my suggestion is this: start watching it. Don't full binge it because let me just pitch it, and you can make your own decision. You are your own man. I understand. Yep. There are so many things that are binged now. You're right. And this is a really nice zig to the zag. Mm -hmm. And that is, look at us. Now here we are, excited. It's a Mando Friday. We know it's coming out again, which means you're either going to get through it tonight or sometime this weekend. It naturally paces it so that you can more enjoy it and allow anticipation to build between each chapter that's a good idea I there's just, and there's a i'm loving this season loving it the last thing i think i actually watched in sequence was lost and that was oh the same concept gosh. just waiting for it and waiting for it and waiting for it so you're right i gotta get back into that i got you know that. i would suggest if you got into it, it it's a good season and then you can just you know be excited with us as they enter the final few episodes of the season funny that you say lost though because that was uh the first show I ever binged. Oh, really? Really? Because we were getting Netflix DVDs sent to us, <laughs> and we were going through Lost on DVD, and then we caught up in time for the last season, oh. and really hated having to wait week a week in between each episode. We were like, "Come on, we're supposed to be moving." Oh, see, yes. I get that. I get it from that perspective. That makes sense. Oh my God, Grant! What's up? Your dog is enormous. It's like the <laughs> length of the couch and the size of your girlfriend. Oh yeah. I mean, it's way bigger than your girlfriend. He's way bigger than me. I mean, if if you like, Wait. I said, if he, if he jumps up on my shoulders, his uh, head is a good six inches above the top of my head. <laughs> and I'm five eight. I, I have two different pictures. I, I I have a picture of them, the three dogs on a dock, and yeah. then another picture of them. <laughs> With the King Charles Cavalier dog with his paws up on the table He's as they all have their birthday uh, hats on ready to dig into a doggy treat. Oh, That's a are... very cute picture. Oh, see, this is my kind of dog. What What is it about this breed that made you get these dogs? Well, Lily, actually, that the so Bo, our original, was hers. She was she wanted a big dog to be around, and that was it was really kind of just this idea of having this big kind of presence around her because she's a smaller girl. And, and then I met her when Bo was two. And then we kind of just, she fell in love with him, I fell in love with him, and we, he is actually a uh, therapy dog, Bo is. We used to bring him to Gillette's Hospital and oh, show that's him to really the kids cool. and things like that. So he's actually a very, he's gentle. an amazing, gentle dog. And so we wanted to kind of have Grizzly, our new wolfhound, kind of take that role on. So we brought him in towards the end. You know, bigger dogs don't have the longer lifespan. Right, so. right. Oh, yeah. man. What cuties. Thank you. Um, thank you, everybody, for your comments on our Facebook page. Sorry, we're not going to be able to get to a lot of them, but, so, but gifts that you bought for yourself. One that stood out to me was these two goats in the back of someone's hatch Whoa. in their car, which is fun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Colleen and Bradley are coming in next. We'll see you back here Monday morning. Bye.